Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Reality Gray. It must be said that way. Reality Gray, and you get bring the fist in, because uh, it's gray. It's almost black, but we're not quite there yet. No. It's <laughs> like shade, a shade of gray. Yes. So. It's the <laughs> real shade of gray. Uh, and they have a new album called Beneath This Crown, which is coming out on May 7th via Blood Blast Distribution. Right now, I'm being joined by Anto to share some more information about this release and why he has one guitar that is not a flying V. So, Anto, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, John, for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, I, I think that's a great question. You moved and we saw the black sheep of the guitar family. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean by that? Well, because you've got two, and they're not flying Vs. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, flying- oh, that's Randy Rhodes. Right. Randy Rhodes, yes. Yeah. Cause- Actually, I have another one on the wall, which is not the flying V. But it's, can you see that? I can see it. Is that, what is it? Is it Dinky? No, it's like a Solist yeah. SL2. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it looks like a Soloist, but I was a little confused by the headstock, at least from where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, well, they're kind of uh, very much the same. You know, the Dink is a smaller body. Right. So, oh, you got you you got a pretty good eye. I have to say that, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you, sir. Um, what is it you like about those guitars, or Jackson in particular? Well, um, I played Jackson since, like, 98. Whoa. So, yeah, actually, my first Jackson was, is, is, it's there, <laughs> It's a SL1 from 98. Whoa. And, uh, well, you know, um, everybody in the 80s and the 90s, they, every metal band had a Jackson guitar. Yeah. So, or yeah, sh- so I was fascinated by that. And um, I decided to pick one, and I fell in love with, with the brand. And I was very uh, glad to be endorsed by Jackson, like, two years ago. So... Take us through. Uh, how did, how did yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, for metal, it's it's the best. It's the best. I mean, you know, the, the neck profile is so uh, it's very fast and uh, it's reliable. So you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. What was that like getting endorsed by Jackson? Well, you know, I, I'm not like a, like a big big Jackson guy like Marty Friedman or something, but uh, it's a small uh, endorsement, but. Um, they're like a big family. They're very nice, very nice people. Very, uh, um, you know, whatever I, I want to get in contact with them, they're happy to to help. They send me the guitar, you know. <laughs> so it's awesome. It's something that I never, never, never dreamt of. I mean, if you if you ask me like 15 years ago, you're gonna be a Jackson artist. I would laugh at you. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's a very good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Are yours custom at all, or is it like stock pickups? Like, if I were to look up a soloist right now, it's is it stock pickups? Well, okay, I have um, the SL1. Um, I ch- okay, I changed all uh, all the pickups because I'm endorsed by EMG as well. <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> so I put all the EMGs on my guitars. Okay, which is um, for me, it's like. Playing EMGs, it's like it's easier to play. I, I for lack of a, a better word, mm-hmm. 
it's easier to play with EMGs. Uh, they have a lot of attack, and uh, so it's not stock. It's everything stock, but apart from the pickups. So right. Yeah. What's your set? Are you like an eighty-one, eighty-five kind of guy, or what's your set? Yeah, uh, I have eighty-one, eighty-five. Uh, I mean, those ones, they just have one pickup, which is an 81. Mm-hmm. And uh, the SL2 has 8185, and the uh, SL1 has 81, and then two single coils, SA, SA. So, same, same pickup in two different positions? Yeah, in the middle and uh, in the, on the neck oh. as a single. Oh. Yes. Oh. You couldn't make up your mind. beautiful okay well i know it's kind of funny but this interview technically is about you know you well in the band obviously but you are in the band there wouldn't be a band without you and you know the the sound that we're hearing evidently on the record is jackson guitars and emg pickups right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah so this is totally connected on so everything here that we're chatting about is completely connected um, yeah. What about what about amps? What are we hearing on the record? Okay, so uh, about the amps, this time around, we um, we wanted to uh, ex- experiment a bit. So for the album, we borrowed the fractal uh, fractal axe mm-hmm. too from yeah. a friend. So we used um, I think it was like profiling from fifty one fifty. Okay. And uh, yeah, which I love. And uh, cabs was like a mix or like two or two or three different cabs. I can't remember now exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm. What, what are you hearing on the record? It's it's a fifty one fifty. Okay. One, uh, two, three, fifty one fifty one, fifty one fifty two, or fifty one. I think it was the first the first one. Ooh. The block ladder. Yes. Yeah. Going old school. Yeah. I mean that's the the best amp you can get for metal in my opinion wow because it stands out every time you 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 hear a 5150 in a gig in a concert it stands out from the others mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with that amp right i mean van Halen is a genius so <laughs> <laughs> this is very true very true i actually found a little bit of history on that amp too speaking of van halen mm-hmm. uh, apparently and i could be wrong but this is what i found out on the album for unlawful carnal knowledge or something mm-hmm. it's the fuck album um soldano reached out and said hey try out my amp the slow 100 because it was brand new mm-hmm. at that time so he recorded the album with the slow 100 switching over from his marshall rig and then pv approached him and said we'd like to make an amp with you and he said yeah i just recorded an album with this amp and it's great can you make one like this so appar- wow. apparently the 5150 is based off of the slow 100. I remember reading something like this. So, yeah. I remember because I have blurred like memories about the 5150 history. Yeah. But yeah, I remember there was like something like a Soldano or something. But yeah, uh, yeah Soldano is very very expensive. So It is. <laughs> it is. And that's based off of a Mesa Boogie Mark II, because there is no such thing as a new amp. They're all, they're all based off of something that somebody's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Boom. Okay. Speaking of other things that are right, this album, Beneath This Crown, mm-hmm. 
what is the crown that you're underneath? And is this a concept album? Is it a, is there a theme to it? Well, um, Tommy, our vocalist, uh, he came up with the name of the album. So I have my personal um, view on that. <laughs> it's not the concept album. Yeah. It's not a concept album because uh, the songs are um, not connected with, with each other. Uh, we have different teams on the lyrics. Uh, but, uh, I mean, beneath the scratch, I talked with my, my friend Tommy about the meaning, and he wouldn't tell me. So he said, yeah. what did, what, what's for you? Right. And I said, look, to me, is like beneath this crown, I can say, like, the crown. In Italy, we say we're all under the sun, which means that we are, um, uh, faith is uh, what, you know, um, you can't do anything. This, this is go- what's going to happen, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't help it. Yeah. So we are under the sun. It means that you, you do what you do, but what's going to happen is going to happen anyway. So uh, beneath this crown, it's like you are in, uh, you know, under the uh, some major force, which can be whatever you want, which can be like a religious thing, which can be like... Um, something more of a philosophical thing. So for me, it's uh, something you can control and you need to fight to achieve what you want. Mm-hmm. So you're beneath this crown, which can be, I mean, I did the, um, for once, <laughs> I, I did the, the cover art from, from the album. I'm not an artist by any means, but, um, you know, so I wanted to rep- uh, represent this kind of, uh, uh, kind of uh, sun, cold sun, something like that. Looks, yeah. looks pretty good for not being an artist, Anto. Well, you know, it took me like a year to do it, but... <laughs> you know, it was a year well spent. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so you got to fight through, which is why you have the power blast. You got to get through using the power blast. Uh, That's right. Exactly. Uh, which we all learned from Cobra Kai because you saw the sweater at the beginning and you're like, I love that show. I also I love, love it. it. Yeah. Boom. Are you ready for season four? I'm super ready for season four. I don't know when it's going to be out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite shows. I don't usually watch TV shows. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. And my uh, wa- I love it. My wife I hates it. What's that? My wife hates that show. She's like, I can't believe you're watching Cobra Kai. Why? She she says it's what is it she calling it again? A soap opera for men. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's it's not far from 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 the truth. I mean, yeah. But you know, it's character creed, man. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, Ralph Macchio and the the other guy. I mean, yeah. It's it's eighties at its best. I, I mean. I love the eighties. I know so. you've got a guitar. That Sometimes it's a bit cheesy with all the, the you know, the, the, those kids, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, I think that whole thing is cheesy, but for some reason I love it. Like I just get giddy and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Uh, something else. Actually, who's your favorite character on the whole show? Well, my favorite character is the bad guy, of course. Oh no. Yeah. Why? Why the bad guy? Why? Well, because it's the coolest. 
It's okay. I mean, it's like stranded, you know. Ralph Macchio has this huge house and, uh, you know, all the scars and is rich. And yeah. he, beat the, he beat the guy in the 80s and he's like um, doing like dirty jobs and uh, whatever, you know, but yeah. getting drunk on 7-Elevens. And <laughs> I mean, he's the coolest. He's the coolest. Yeah, it's I – mean, my wife and I actually sat down and watched the movie again after watching the show, and it makes mm-hmm. the movie look so different. Why do you say that? Because in the movie, at least initially I thought that uh, whatever Ralph Macchio's character's name is, I can't remember at the moment. Um, Daniel? But, yeah, Daniel. Daniel's getting picked on. But yeah. after you watch the show and you kind of get to see the other side of the story, you look back at it and you're like, actually, Daniel kind of deserved what he got. Yeah. That's what I always thought, man, because, you know, you're going after somebody else's girl. You know. <laughs> it's very true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you could say it's multidimensional, Anto. A multidimensional hollow. Yeah. I came up with that... Um, title for the song it seems like something a guitar player would come up with you think so i i think because it's so multi-syllabic it's like multi-dimensional hollow like okay a guitar player had to come up with that you know <sighs> okay the thing is that um, <laughs> okay the thing is that uh when i um uh created that song i was listening to a lot of uh uh uh, soundtracks from sci-fi movies. Okay. So, and I said, okay, this is like a cool uh, title, which is like something can be like a sci-fi movie, like multi multidimensional hollow, which is which is something very. Uh, I mean, it's uh, one word is the contrary of the other word. Yeah. Because it's a hollow. I mean, hollow, it's hollow, it's nothing. Multi, how can a hollow be multi-dimensional? I know. So, Existential I think it was question. a cool, yeah, I thought it was a cool uh, name for a song. Yeah, is it a sci-fi and, uh, song? Well, yeah, uh, for what it's my taste, well, what I would say is like, uh, we experimented a lot with uh, synthesizers and this like a spacey, um, keyboards uh, and uh, sounds, even this, uh, yeah, uh, the, the 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 guitar solos with this like long delays and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a, and as this progressive uh, uh, flavor, uh, lots of different themes in, in the song. So yeah, we try to we always try to do something uh, different from what we, we've done in the past, even from song to song. If you listen to Power Blast, it's totally different from from the other song. So mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Guitar Solo had a lot of a long delay on it. Did you mm-hmm. write the guitar solo with that in mind, or later on did you apply delay like, you know, in Pro Tools and a long delay worked? Uh, well... Okay, there's one solo at the beginning, which is like a very fast solo, and then there's like um, a spacey solo at the end of the song, yeah. and uh, with they have different approaches. 
um, the the end solo is much more like uh, I would say slow, uh, you know, which uh, calls for uh, something more uh, um, open, uh, yeah. like a delay. Yeah. It, it was not a, uh, when I recorded it was not that big of a delay. We added uh, in post production, you know, to okay. uh, like an uh, you know to to make it better, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure, I had this thing in mind before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because a fast solo. I know. I know. I've seen. I see local bands do it all the time. They're like fast solo, long delay, and I can't hear anything that they're playing because it's a bad decision. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you seem like a guy who knows what he's doing. So thank you. <laughs> you're quite welcome. Uh, speaking of knowing I what do you're my doing, best. <laughs> um, you mentioned having actually listened to this show, the Rock Metal Podcast. So, uh, if you don't mind, how did you find out about me, and what do you like about the show, and what's it like being on the show? Is that weird? Well, it's not weird, because <laughs> uh, I, I watched, I don't know if I watched the, the, the you know, all the shows, but I watched a lot of shows. Right. So, it's like, I, I know you without knowing you. I don't I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. And, um, well, you know, uh, you have a different approach with uh, like interviews, which is very interesting. It's not like uh, when you guys uh, put why do you put uh, up the band? I mean, those kind of questions, which has totally boring questions. <laughs> yeah. I know. So yeah. I mean, we're talking about Gears, and we're talking about uh, Cobra Kai, and, and then we threw in the, the songs, which is very, very cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah. Now, something that I find interesting, because I work with Nuclear Blast, but their distribution arm, Blood Blast, this is the first time that I've come across a band, at least on my show, um, mm-hmm. where you're just being distributed by, by Nuclear Blast, and they have an arm for that. Um, how did that happen? Take us through that. Are you guys still shopping for a label, or you're just looking for distribution? What's how? How did that happen? Okay, uh, we started working with um, this management, which is called Extreme Management Group, mm-hmm. and uh, they have like been like Suffocation, Origin, and uh, uh, they have a lot of bands, even like very well known bands. So our manager, we were shopping the, the record, uh, but because we had this record f- for a while sitting there, you know? So we said, look, um, let's shop the record and see what, what came, you know, can we do with this? And then they said, look, uh, there's this, uh, this um, possibility to sign with uh, Blood Blast, which is a division of Nuclear Blast, which we never dreamed of, you know, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, so they got in touch, the management, the management got in touch with the label and um, they, list, they listened to the, to the record and they liked it. And I said, look, uh, there's no reason for us right now to print any CD or like material for you right. because, uh, you know, CDs are not selling anymore. Uh, well, if you're touring, that's that's another story. You can we actually uh, sell CDs 
at concerts, but that's it. I mean, if you don't tour, <laughs> we can't tour right now. Yeah. So we said, look, this is the best thing we can do. It's a distribution from Nuclear Blast, and we have all the guys from Nuclear Blast looking after us. I mean, this is heaven for us. So <laughs> we just said, okay, let's do uh, Stop the shopping. We do that. This is the best <laughs> thing we can do. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then um, I guess from there, you could eventually transition over to being with the big boys. Yeah, that's why, that is why we uh, uh, accepted the offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if the, yeah, I mean, if the, uh, the record goes well, um, they, there's nothing that can stop that. I mean, uh, the guys are pretty, the guys at Nuclear Blast are pretty um, uh, fond of the band, so... The A and R guys um, at Blood Bless, they're always, you know, always there to whatever uh, we need to ask them, like some advice or some tips. They're always there for us, so we're trying our best to do to please them as much as we can. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. The hot number one question that just came in on the hotline is tips from Nuclear Blast. I'm a band. I'm talented. What sort of What's your number one tip for any any band frothing at the at the mouth right now about working with? Well, okay, now uh, the the most important thing for a band is like market yourself well in an effective way. So, which is not easy because now we have like a thousand bands every day. Uh, Instagram, Facebook are all you know powerful tools, but uh, if you don't know how to use it, they're useless basically. So, uh, what I would say is uh, to other bands, try to hire somebody that can help you with marketing your band, because it's not it's not an easy thing. I mean, uh, we we learned to market ourselves, and we're not. Uh, uh, perfect by any stretch of imagination, but th- that's why we ask the big guys how we can effectively do a promotion or a marketing like strategy that is very effective for the for the band. And some, you know, we uh, we are in in the music industry for a uh, uh, for lack of a better word since 2005. So the industry has changed a lot. And we're still learning how to do things. So when the guys from Bloodblast sent us like, guys, you need to do this, this, and this, I said, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> so uh, very simple things like uh, put put out when you put like um, a video clip out, even the thumbnail on YouTube is important. Like they said, the thumbnail should be should be like this and not like this. Something I did, something I never heard of, you know, because I'm just a guy playing guitar, basically. <laughs> yeah, you just you're just mixolydian, baby. Right. <laughs> now you got to do everything by yourself. Yeah. I mean, the, the label is there, but you need to to be able to do everything by yourself. That's one they want to to see. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. I thought mixolydian was major, and I looked it up, and it is major. So what is a guy in a metal band doing playing a major scale? My head is hurting right now, Anto. Well, 
uh, because <laughs> because <laughs> well, it is is a major scale, and it sounds like a major scale, and it sounds happy, you know. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite guitar players now is Per Nilsson from Scar Symmetry. Okay, I, you know him. Not Have you pers- heard of him? I, of course I've heard of him. I've not had Scar Symmetry on the show, though. So Okay, so yeah. is amazing. Is like a fusion guitar player in a metal band. So uh, I got to listen to Scar Symmetry like in 2006. And since then, I said, look, this guy's amazing. I want to learn from him. So I studied, uh, you know, all the Per Nelson uh, solos. And I got this DVD. I actually met Pernius on at NAM two times. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So what my approach is try to be different in what you what you do on guitar in metal because everybody does like the pentatonic scale or, or the the minor scale, which is cool. But you know, it's it's nice to change things a bit every now and then. It is. I was gonna yeah, ask. So, Exolidian is one of my favorite scales, actually. Yeah, Whoa. because it works. It works uh, on so many different uh, uh, songs. You can you can have like um, minor songs, a minor song, and put the Exolidian, and it works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're not taking lessons from him directly, like via Skype or Zoom. You just no. Okay. No. I don't know. I man. wish. I mean, you could you could hit him up and be like, "Yo, bro, I'm I'm I got Jackson guitars, I got EMG pickups, I like I follow everything you do, I know how to spell Mixolydian." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if if it's a bit available for for lessons because I follow him on Facebook, and in the last year he was playing with Meshuga, so he was pretty pretty busy guy. <laughs> I I imagine, so, yeah, yeah. So you, you never know. Hit him up. Hit him up. I want to know. I will. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. So we chatted about Jackson Guitars, Cobra Kai, EMG Pickups. We chatted about 5150, Soldano 100, Mesa Boogie, uh, Mark II. We chatted about Extreme. Is Extreme Management? Extreme? Mm-hmm. I have their email addresses here in front of me. Uh, we chatted, chatted about Blood Blast. We chatted about uh, advice that they give you on things that you did not know. Uh, yeah. That... I tell a lot of bands, I'm like, just, just if you don't know what you're doing on Facebook, just get off of it because you're only going to hurt yourself. Um, and then what That's else? Right. What else we chat about? Multidimensional Hollow, we chatted about Power Blast and how they're very different songs, but uh, we also chatted about the album as a whole, Beneath This Crown, how you did the artwork for it, and it took you a whole long year to do the artwork. Yeah. Uh, yep. We chatted about uh, your Randy Rhodes guitars, we chatted about your soloist guitars, we chatted about. The 81SASA, we chatted about the 81, we chatted about the 8185. Mixolydian, we chatted about Mixolydian. We chatted Very about, important. Yeah, we chatted <laughs> about you watching the show, which is cool. Um, I don't think we missed anything. Did we miss anything, Anto? No. Okay. I think, I mean, yeah. I, I think we covered a lot of things, actually. We did. It, it was it was a fast twenty seven minutes and forty three seconds. Wow, twenty seven minutes. I mean, that was fast. It was. <laughs> it was. 
Groovy. All right. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. I'll have to tell my wife. See, I am a good conversationalist. Uh, oh yeah, you are. <laughs> thank you. No, she knows that. That's that's why we have two kids. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today, Anto. No problem. I'm glad to be here, and thank you for uh, for having me and for this nice chat with you, John. Mm-hmm.